Hi, and welcome to Global Impact, a podcast designed to help you find the freedom to accomplish more with your life, increase the productivity of your team, and make a difference in the lives of people around the world. I'm your host, J.W. Oliver, and I thank you for joining us. Good morning again. This is J.W. Oliver with Global Impact. We're excited to have another uh, short edition with you. And um, today we've got Mr. Jeremy Clampett on all the way from Cape Town, South Africa. Jeremy, how are you today? Uh, good morning. Well, good afternoon here from Cape Town. It's a lovely autumn afternoon here in Cape Town. You would call it a fall afternoon. Beautiful. So greetings to you from this Southern Hemisphere. Man, I tell you, it is. Yeah, we're, we're nine o'clock in the morning there and you're what? Four o'clock in the afternoon there. Is that right? My day is coming to an end. <laughs> Days on, and mine's just starting. So, so Jeremy and I have known each other about uh, three years. Uh, we got connected by my business partner in Zimbabwe and we, we met personally with, with Jeremy uh, uh, there in Cape Town. Had a wonderful time. Got to see the, some of the sites of Cape Town and, and that was the beginning of some regular meetings and, and coaching that I was able to get with, with Jeremy. And now I, I, I meet with Jeremy on a, a monthly, sometimes a twice a month basis, depending on the need, because Jeremy is a life business executive coach who helps me uh, define and, and um, help me lay out a plan for, for give me refocus, get me re-situated, re, uh, if you will, but uh, Jeremy's also a Christian, which makes it even more exciting because we're able to bring the, the, the Christian values that we both have and talk about those and how they intertwine, not only in our, our personal life, our marriages, our children, our, our spiritual walks, but also into our business. So Jeremy, tell a little bit about what you do and your background getting here and just, just how you got to do what you're doing today. Thanks, JW. I think that what you said so far is completely accurate. Uh, I am now a grandfather, father of four children, a grandfather of six, and I've had quite a long journey. Uh, I spent uh, my, the first couple of years of my working career as a teacher, and then I went into Christian youth ministry, into denominational youth ministry. And for many years, I ran an organization that Americans would, uh, would say that's young life. Um, it's a well-known organization in America. We don't have Young Life, although we had a relationship with them, but that's the organization I ran in South Africa. At the end of that, uh, 15 years ago, I became a life and business coach, as you said, and I, I just felt that that was a door that God had opened to me. And so since then, I've been able to spend my time with guys like you, JW, and me, others all around the world, in fact. And it's been a real privilege. It's a sacred task to help people, guys like you, live at their best and uh, live fully as jesus said i've come that you might have life and life in all its fullness and that's not something that's just confined to our personal lives it's it's something that's related to every part of our lives well jeremy you've also got a lot of uh outdoor interest as well there in in, in cape town i know we share some common interests with with, with getting out and enjoying the sights, uh, you're, uh, uh, I would say, much more advanced. You've, you've run some longer distances and biked some much further than I have, but uh, you, you love to bike, you like to run, 
Uh, you like the outdoors. Uh, we're, we're in the middle, as you hear this, we're in the middle of a, a lockdown. Now, now, Texas, where I'm at, is, is pretty much out of it. We're still some restrictions, but, but Jeremy, you're still in a, a lockdown. And uh, tell a little bit about how you like the outdoors, how you like your, your activities that you do, and then, and then where that's put you today with this, uh, just a real brief on the, on the lockdown, too. Yeah, sure. It's, well, it is a challenge. So I, I'm a keen cyclist, a road runner, um, a swimmer. I do all of those three things. Um, I often think that we are like uh, the, um, the remote control that we have for our TV sets. We never use more than 10% of its potential. <laughs> Amen. And a lot of us are like that. We, there's a lot more that we could do. And uh, I have found, even at my old age, uh, because I'm now in my mid-60s, even when we try and do something, it's amazing what we can do when we put our minds to it. Anyhow, to answer your question, now I have to sneak out in the morning uh, between 6 o'clock and 9 o'clock. We're allowed out at that time and we can run, we can cycle. Uh, we have to stay within a five-kilometer radius of our home. But swimming is out uh, in terms of anything other than if you have a swimming pool at home. Yeah. Well, Jeremy, so... Kind of, kind of back to the what you bring to the table. Uh, I'll speak for myself personally. I've done uh, a, a number of sessions over the last three years with you, and uh, they've all been quite uh, fruitful. And and I think what I would what I would like to point out is that all of these help me. I, I get busy in my day to day life, and you know, you and I meet on a let's say you typically a, a monthly basis. And we line out a set of goals of what I want to do in the different areas, whether it's with my family or spiritual or philanthropy or business. And, uh, and, and then four weeks go by and, and life gets in the way. And I, I go back to my day-to-day uh, -day emergency task, as, as Stephen Covey says in his book, you know, we work on the, the, uh, the urgent, not the important things. And so, you know, it's not uncommon for me to look up and say, oh, the, the day's over and these eight things I had on my list didn't get accomplished. And, and what you've brought to me is while I still don't get those eight things accomplished, I do find one or two that I say, you know, I, I got to get these done today because that falls into my important list, as I'll call it. These are the important things that I'll do. So, so talk about how you utilize the work you do to, to help people. Uh, I know I'm a number seven and I, I think I'm going to get me a big shirt that just says I, I'm a seven on the front. So people will ask what that's about and I can explain it. But uh, talk a little bit about what you do and how you bring all that into people's personal and business life. JW, it's a privilege to work with guys like yourself and, and well, hundreds of other guys. And I think the starting place is always to kind of get to know who the person is. Because you need to work out your own way forward. My is not to give you a list of techniques to help you do the way I would do things. It's to help you figure out what works for you. There are three questions that I believe are fundamental. Where am I now? Where do I like to get to? And how am I going to get there? Those are three questions that, uh, that everybody, whether you're a single man running an organization or a big corporation, those are the three key questions. The first question is really all about, you know, what's my current reality? Who am I? What's working for me? What's not working for me and why? And that's where we started with you. It didn't take me long. In fact, it was in a few minutes of the first meeting to identify your 
effervescent, uh, bubbly, positive, friendly, engaging way as a number seven on the Enneagram scale, as you just identified. And that's really guided uh, the way in which we work together because your personality is always showing up. The seven will, for instance, uh, be ever optimistic and always wanting to, to do everything and um, have a bit of a monkey mind as we've discussed. And so for you, it's, it was important to bring focus to that, to bring clarity, um, to bring some moderation and set some boundaries. Um, that's because of the kind of person that you are. It's not the same for everybody. Some people you've got to kick out the starting block with JW, you've got to hold him back. So the importance of understanding who we are is really, really important um, when we come to governing our day. It's also important to figure out what our values are and what's important. And I you know, was able to see what your values are. You're a Christian, very committed guy. Um, you're a family man and you've got divergent business interests. You're running different kinds of businesses. You found a way to coalesce them, but it's important to bring your values into the, into the game as well. So, um, yeah, that forms the basis of what we do in my approach to you. Um, let's talk about, about what it means to be a Christian in, in business, because you and I know that we can, we can meet people who say they're Christians, but as you said in the moments before we began this, this discussion, that it was, it's not whether you say you're a Christian, but can people see that you're a Christian? One chap said to me, Jeremy, I think in my work situation, he's, I'm what you might call a functional atheist. I said, what do you mean by that? I don't think if I didn't say anything, anybody would know that I'm a Christian. And what in, in, impresses me is not whether people have Bible verses stuck on their websites or in the, the foyers of their, their businesses, but whether what they do represents the kind of lifestyle that Jesus calls us to live. And of course, JW, the premium one there is his first and greatest commandment is to love other people. That's not a word that you hear about much in business terms, because most people, when you say the word love, they kind of get this touchy-feely kumbaya kind of sense. But what I've noticed is that there's a bunch of writers, the ones that I respect most in, in the business management kind of world. They are people who might not use that word love, although some do. I'll tell you about those in a moment. But they espouse Christian values, sometimes much more clearly than the Christian ones do. I was quoting a book that I came across the other day by Steve Farber called um, uh, Love is just damn good business. <laughs> and in that, he says organizations that uh, that promote well the well-being of their employees above other things, and by that he means by really loving them, by wishing the shalom that we speak about in the Bible, those businesses do well. Matt Tenney, who himself was a guy who who fell into the trap of just trying to make a buck above all things and ended up in prison, JW. He then had a conversion experience in prison. He actually became a monk for a while. And then as a, a new man in Christ, he went back into business. And now he speaks to business people. He says 
that organizations that prioritize profits over their people are almost doomed to fail in the long run. Sooner or later, they will fail. But he said organizations that put people over profits are multiple times more likely to succeed. And he gives a talk why Christian, uh, why the best leaders make love their, their top priority. And you will know that the, you'll be very familiar with the story of Southwest Airlines, which has been probably the most successful company in American history. It went for 46 straight years being profitable, not skipping a year. And the guy at the helm of that was Steve Keller. You know that name? Yep, absolutely. Yeah. And he was a man who espoused this love. Whether he was a Christian or not, I don't actually know. But he behaved like a Christian because he, he, he did the things that a, a true Christ follower would do. He cared about his employees. He would join them on special occasions. He would give up his public holidays when they were expected to. And he would go and join them, handing out gifts and, uh, and, and peanuts to their passengers. But he pulled a football stadium at his funeral of all the, the, the employees of, of Southwest Airlines. But it, it, Matt Tenney tells a story of how he, um, when, when they were facing one year when they weren't going to make it, he, he wrote a letter to his employees, all of them, and he said, I'm going to ask you to try and save $5 a day. And what Matt Tenney said is, it was not so much the letter as the way he ended the letter. He wrote, love Steve. Is it Steve Kelleher? Uh, Herb Kelleher. Herb, that's what Herb Kelleher. He wrote, love Herb. And wow. he said his employees would have known that he meant it. It's not the kind of, well, what happened is that, you know, the, the, the company rallied around him. They did actually double that. And it was one more year of profitability. The point behind that is that Caring for people in the way that Christ would ask us to care for them is actually good for business. That's what's surprising. So some of us are claim the name of Christ, but be reckless with our business, be reckless with our employees. If you truly have Christ in your heart, if you truly believe that, and this comes out in your business, this comes out in your personal life, in your marriages, with your children, that that manifestation to, to help others, and as it says at the end of the first book, to help the widows and the orphans, I, I don't believe it's possible um, to, to, to not have that come out in, in all your areas, in your work. You know, I don't, I don't believe you can compartmentalize your Christian faith just in your, uh, your personal life and then go, like you say, go treat people differently yeah. in your work environment as well. No, you're right. And James says it, but there are lots of authors today, and you'll be familiar with some of those names, who, again, might not be Christians. I don't know their faith background, but what they say is absolutely aligned with our faith. These people are talking about leadership not as a technique, but out as a product, out, out of a product of character. If you're a Christian running an organization or in any leadership position, don't appoint people that you think you can control. Appoint people who like they were your kids. You want your son or your daughter to go on and do better than you did in the world. Well, if you can have that aspiration for your team of employees, imagine how your business could grow. Totally agree. I think when we, I've, I've seen so many uh, colleagues of mine that I know who, 
who rule by that sense of fear. I mean, there is a level of authority you need to have within your organization, but I heard 20 years ago, probably it said, you should always be training the person underneath you to replace you. Your, your objective Indeed. is to train the person below you to be as good as what you do uh, so that you can move on to the next level, actually. You know, I, I believe that to be true as well. Once you finish, you can you can move on to do something at an elevated uh, role, which which I struggle with. You know, I, I, I want to keep churning and doing what I'm doing, but I need to put the people in place so I can do something of a, of a higher value as well. Uh, all of these are, are uh, fantastic insights. Uh, me personally, uh, I think it's important that I, uh, I, can't, I can't tell people I'm a... Uh, a person of faith and that I believe in Christ and then go treat people uh, wrong. And, and I do that occasionally and I, I have to apologize or I have to tell them, hey, I was wrong. The reason I, I enjoy working with you, love working with you is that it does help me to get refocused, uh, helps me to, to get myself um, directed as well. Jeremy, are you currently, I know your schedule is, is, is busy. Are you currently uh, taking on any other CEO types or C-levels or other people into your, your business right now, or is your is your dance card full? Well, it comes and goes. It comes and goes. So I'm always open to meeting new people. And in fact, uh, JW, I pray that uh, God would just lead people into my life that need to be there. So yeah, there's always gaps, but I am pretty busy. And by God's grace, even during the lockdown, uh, where, which confines me to the room where you're seeing me now, um, I'm able to um, conduct uh, a meaningful, satisfying ministry from my desk. So yes, I, I, I am, I'm coaching people um, in London, in Europe, in the Seychelles, in, um, in the African continent, elsewhere, parts of South Africa, and in Dallas, Texas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, I'm, I'm maybe the easier one. You can, you can put me into the end of the day, but uh, I, I'm, I'm, I may be getting the tired, Jeremy. And if it is, I haven't noticed a bit. <laughs> I hope you're not more energetic in the morning because I, I, I wouldn't recognize it. Well, Jeremy, a couple quick things here just to kind of end on. Tell me, what's, uh, what's, a, what's your favorite book you've read in the uh, most recently, say in the last six months? Well, it'll surprise you to, to know that I read um, an economics book, uh, The Wealth and Poverty of Nations. I wow. think I'm secretly a, um, a wannabe economist. And it's a fascinating story of how um, nations... Um, increased their wealth and lost their wealth. I know we're both avid readers. We J Jeremy shares a lot of books with me and I'll try to pick them up and read them. I, I, I have too many of them. I'm looking up right now thinking, oh, I need to read all those books quickly. But uh, I do love, uh, one of my favorite ones that you gave me was uh, Richard Branson, Screw It, Let's Do It. And uh, yeah. very good, easy, easy, quick read. I think they actually call read it quick read. Yeah, the book's called Quick Reads. Um, and, and, and really good. So tell me, what's the latest uh, highlight uh, outdoors-wise? A, a bike, a run, an event, uh, maybe just uh, something you did recently or within yeah. the last year? Well, let me tell you what I, I the, the highlight of my year is to go on a six-day, multi-day run up and down the wild coast, which is the, the on the Eastern Cape side of us, and their views second to none. It's a it's the most isolated part of South Africa. There's no national road that comes near it. You, have, you can only access it with a four-wheel drive. Um, so we start at one point and we, um, a bunch of us, we run from one to the other, 20 to 30 Ks a day, staying over in backpacks and then picking them up and running the next day. That for me is 
um, is complete freedom. That's heaven for me. That's the best part of my life. Wow, I may have to join you on that. That you, you now you've got me. Uh, one of my big things is uh, finding out of the box things to do. So I'm I'm putting that one. What about last thing? What about a uh, uh, favorite movie of all time? Have you got anything that just stands out? Well, well, let me mention one. I I saw in when I went to London, I was privileged to see Les Miserables. I then um, listened to the soundtrack a million times over and I've read the book. What doesn't come out strongly in the movie is the quality of the bishop. The first 120 pages or so um, tell the story of a very deep man of God. And I just loved the way in which he believed in Jean Valjean. Jean Valjean uh, was a fine man but he was a prisoner for many years for a petty crime. And one day, uh, he, the bishop gave him a place to stay, and desperate as he was, he snuck out in the night with the bishop's candlesticks. When the gendarme found him, they took him back to the bishop. The bishop said to him, no, I gave those to him. And he said, in fact, you forgot to take these other candlesticks. And he gave those to him as well. And he says, now my man, take those and become a better man. And the Les Miserables is all about the story of a transformation of a man. And that's what I'm in business about, is helping people to find their true selves, helping them to come back to themselves, if you like, helping them to, uh, to dig deep and to bring something out that enables them to live a beautiful, full, rich and positive life. Well, I've, I have I have seen the movie. I may have to uh, uh, either read or, or watch that again because that is a fantastic story. I'll, I'll, I'll have to agree. Well, Jeremy, um, I don't want to take up any more of your time, but it's yeah. been a pleasure speaking with you. If anybody's interested in uh, uh, working with you, Jeremy, what, what's a good uh, how to get a hold of you with an email or web or what's the easiest way to get a hold of you? Jeremy at Plampet.net. My website's uh, down at the moment, it's under construction during, that's one of my lockdown challenges. Um, it's almost back up, but jeremy at clampit.net will get you there. Okay, J-E-R-E-M-Y at C-L-A-M-P-E-T-T dot net. That's it. Well, Jeremy, thank, thank you, you. It's been a super pleasure. God bless you, uh, all the work you're doing. I know you're impacting lives around the world, literally, including mine. So we, we thank you and thanks for having us on today. Real pleasure, Jeremy. God bless you today. Have a super day, everybody. Thank you for joining us again on Global Impact. Thanks again for joining us on another edition of Global Impact. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and Deezer and follow us on Facebook. Links will be in the description below. Until next time, stay inspired, stay motivated, and make an impact. <laughs>